Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. So this morning we will continue our meditations and study of the liturgy. And today we come to that place in the liturgy where we hear verses and pericopes or selections uh, from Scripture. First, of course, we hear the epistle, and then after the epistle we hear from one of the Gospels. Today we want to focus on the epistle and what happens in the import of the epistle. After we finish singing the Trisaiyan hymn, the priest or the deacon calls out to the people to be attentive. Let us be attentive. And then the reader reads some lines, and then the priest or deacon says wisdom, and then the reader informs everybody from what epistle the reading comes from, and then the deacon again says, or the priest says, let us be attentive. And what probably a lot of people don't realize is that those lines that the reader says are actually really important. In a lot of cases, these lines come from verses in the Psalms. And today is no exception. The Psalm verses that were read today are, their voice has gone into all the earth, the heavens declare the glory of God. This particular selection is used almost universally for when we celebrate a feast of an apostle. And today, of course, is the feast day of St. James or St. Yakovos, as he's known in Greek, uh, the brother of our Lord, who was the bishop of Jerusalem and who is also a higher martyr. And so the reading of the epistle today is associated with him. Now, if you take a close look at these verses, which, by the way, are called prokimenon. Um, if you take a close look, if you open up to where the original psalm is, you will notice that the verses are out of order. The first verse that is said, which is, their voice has gone out into all the earth, is actually the fourth verse of the psalm. And the heavens declare the glory of God is the first verse from that psalm. And it's interesting that the church reverses these things, because if we look at Greek, at the language of Greek, when you write a sentence, when you want to emphasize something, you put it first. And it's true here as well. What we're trying to emphasize here is their voice has gone out into all the earth. And of course, this makes perfect sense for the apostles who traveled as far as Spain in the west, in India in the east, to proclaim the gospel of Christ. But then it comes back and you realize that the psalm was originally written with the first line, the heavens declare the glory of God. So this line, the heavens declare the glory of God, is being equated with the work of the apostles. That through the apostles, the voice of heaven itself has been proclaimed in the world. 
And it goes even further in meaning if you sort of unpack all of this in context of what we're doing right now. Because if you look at the people that are being held up today as apostles, St. James and St. Paul. St. Paul himself admits today in his epistle that he persecuted the church. He was in favor of St. Stephen the protomartyr being stoned to death. It says in scripture that St. James, the brother of our Lord, at first did not agree with what Christ was doing. He tried to stop him. It wasn't until Christ himself, the risen Lord, appeared before James, before he turned around and changed his mind. These sinful men were chosen by God to be the voice of the heavens. And that means that you and I, sinful people, are also chosen to be the voice of heaven. We've done it already today. We have sung holy, holy, holy. The very words sung by the seraphim and the cherubim as they fly around the throne of heaven. You and I, sinners, are able to give voice, that voice of the heavens. This, of course, happens because of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has descended upon us through our baptism, through our chrismation, and that same person of the Trinity indwells in you right now. And it is the same person that impels you to be here right now. It is the same person of the Trinity that encourages you to sing, encourages you to pray, encourages you to come forward and partake of the body and blood of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the same person of the Holy Trinity who inspired the men and women who wrote Scripture, Old and New Testament alike. It is the same Holy Spirit that spoke through the prophets, the same Holy Spirit that today inspired Paul to write these words, the same Holy Spirit that speaks through you. And this is why we read Scripture, both in the liturgy and in our own personal time and our personal prayer life. Because the Holy Spirit inspired these words. And it is the Holy Spirit that moves through us all every single time that we read Scripture or hear Scripture. And it allows us to get to know who He is, to understand who God is. And every single time we read, we get closer. We know more. We get more intimate with God Himself. And so every time we gather as the church to celebrate a divine liturgy, we open it up. And we read both from the epistles, those letters that were read in church from the very earliest days of the apostles amongst and shared amongst all of these nascent communities. And we read from the Gospels themselves to learn about God, to learn about His saints, to learn about His church, to learn about ourselves and our relationship with the church, with the saints, and with God Himself. And to come to the realization that yes, 
the Holy Spirit does dwell within each and every one of us. And yes, he is perfectly capable of taking a sinful man like Paul or a sinful man like James and turning them into saints. And so therefore, it is perfectly acceptable, proper, and right that he change and transform us also into saints. May the voice of God be proclaimed throughout the world through each and every one of us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, unto the ages of ages.